So we obviously have a lot of updates to get to regarding everything that's gone on in this country, but uh, we know that you've already been completely inundated with a barrage of news regarding the political insanity of the United States. So let's start off today's episode by checking in with our typically calm, cool, collected neighbor to the north, Canada. The Great White North. Mm -hmm. A few months back, we reported on what appears to be the new self-proclaimed Queen of Canada. Queen Dildo. And that's uh, with a capital Q, of course. Yes. Uh, the 50-something-year-old woman is named Romana Didulo. Dildo. And aside from being the Queen of Canada, she's also a walking, talking example of what the QAnon movement can do to a person. Because she is not only all in when it comes to the insane rhetoric and conspiracy theories that spawn from that group, she's actually taken a leadership position and seems to be in complete control of a somewhat small but very active and dedicated group of Canadian citizens who truly believe that she is their secret ruler. And she also, just as a side note, claims to be alien adjacent and has access to advanced technology. And part of her appeal seems to be that her full name is an anagram. Romana Dedulo equals I am our Donald. <sighs> These people love their puzzles and cryptics and all that kind of stuff. So you would see how that could make them really believe. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. And yeah, this, I mean, my favorite thing about this lady, she is probably the greatest example, maybe tied with, maybe better than the Dallas sect of <laughs> yeah. QAnon of how this, the, this is a game of yes and at this point. The Q is gone. Q has forsaken his world and has left his followers to their own devices. And in a brief, relatively very brief period of time, they have um, just sort of gone with their gut and ended up at like some pretty wild uh, places. Yeah, that's the thing is like QAnon coming into the public sphere seems to just be, in a lot of cases, kind of funny because they're just taking everything to absurd extremes. But there's also the underlying actual threat yeah, uh, included with all of too. this. These people have terrifying beliefs. But it, it just is interesting. Like if you're looking to start a cult right now in 2022, uh, you don't want to start from scratch. You want a franchise. You want to open up your own QAnon franchise. Yeah, what you want is a power <laughs> vacuum that you can take a hold of. So anyway, since her rise among the QAnon loyalists over the past year and a half or so, wow, quick, uh, Queen Dedulo has made various headlines for her extremist views and instructions for her followers. Uh, last year, she instructed her followers to harass local schools and businesses over their vaccine mandates by issuing cease and desist notices that included a Penalty of death for anyone who ignored them. These are very official cease and desist. You ignore this under the penalty of death. <laughs> ignore at your own peril. Yeah. Uh, shortly after that, she did away with all nuance and just instructed her followers to kill people for vaccinating their children. Uh, quote, for several weeks, much of the focus has been on preparing duck hunters, a term explicitly referring to followers she has asked to arm themselves and carry out arrests against teachers, politicians, nurses, social workers, doctors, and everyone and anyone assisting in the injecting of coronavirus bioweapon into children, according to a recent post. Um, please use airports, hospitals, schools, stadiums, and other public venues to hold and detain all traders. They will stay there until military tribunal is held for each one of them until the day they are executed via firing squad or hanging. <laughs> Moreover, she recently directed her military, quote unquote, to shoot to kill anyone who tries to inject children under the age of 19 years old with coronavirus 19 vaccines slash bioweapons or any other vaccines. Yeah, any other vaccine. Seasonal flu? I'm sorry. <laughs> 
crying Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. Now, these call to arms posts resulted in multiple visits from Canadian police. In one, uh, she detailed in a live stream shortly after, Queen Dadulo said that a team of police, quote, executed a search warrant, seized several electronic devices, and took her in for a psych evaluation. That sounds like it was fun. But in another, uh, one of her followers was arrested after making a credible threat towards the school of his own daughter. Quote, on the Russian instant messaging application Telegram, the Laval resident had shared a press release announcing the start of a vaccination campaign at his daughter's school, adding, it's time to go hunting, bang, bang. I wonder what he means by that. It could mean anything. Mm -hmm. Now, despite these kinds of extremist posts and threats, the QAnon Queen of Canada continues her reign. And last time we caught up with her, she'd given her followers some new, less violent instructions. But, um... Still very destructive to one's personal finances yes. and um, ability to turn on the lights. Yes, those instructions <laughs> being stop paying your bills. Uh, through multiple royal decrees, Dadulo claimed that electricity was now free in Canada. Sounds like socialism. Income tax was abolished, water bills were illegal, and that rent slash housing prices were automatically reverted back to 1955 levels. And that would all be very cool if it weren't for the fact that this woman has absolutely zero power to enact any of these policies. And her followers found out very quickly that these royal decrees had no basis in reality. I thought it was going to work. Until she's, it did. She said it, she's the queen after all. Mm -hmm. And now, no electricity. Why would I not trust someone roaming around Canada in an RV... Yeah. Spouting off just absurd shit. The presidential RV, or the, the royal RV. Yes. Dear Queen Romana, I received a 24-hour notice for the power bill. Should I make a payment or will it be shut off? Queen Romana, please, what do I say to the city of Red Deer trying to shut off my water on Monday? I stopped paying hydro three months ago. I got phone reminders, a reminder by mail, and an actual person called my husband. He does not follow Queen Romana, and he was not pleased. <laughs> Told me to pay the hydro bill. I want to help collapse the government, not my marriage, so I paid. Jonna's power and water supply have been cut off. Can we get a bunch of we the people to call and email her power company to inform them of the new laws, decrees, and let them know that they are committing criminal offenses against we the people? That's the problem. Not enough people know. Uh-huh. That Canada's got a queen now. They're spreading the gospel. And it ain't old Liz. <laughs> no. It's Queen D Dildo. Yes. So yeah, anyway, it's been months since then, and all of Dedulo's followers who weren't evicted from their homes for not paying their utility bills or froze to death over the winter mm -hmm. kind of need gas up in Canada. Uh, the ones that remain received some new orders from their queen recently. Um, arrest the police. Yes, this should go very well. Who... Who watches the Watchmen? We do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you might have guessed this decree worked about as well as all of her previous plans to date, even on those relatively polite Canadian police. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I've got to arrest you. They, they they actually were pretty restrained. <laughs> yeah, if this was America, people, there'd be bodies. Yeah, but they waited like, they kind of did the, uh, what's her name that uh, handcuffed herself to Twitter? Laura Loomer. Yeah, they kind of had Just that let them tire themselves out. Exactly. But yeah. then they started trying to infiltrate the actual building. Here's the story from Vice. People on a mission to arrest cops on behalf of the self-proclaimed QAnon Queen of Canada ended up being violently arrested themselves instead. 
On Saturday, she gathered around 30 of her followers in Petersboro, Ontario, to conduct citizens' arrest on members of the Petersboro Police Service for enforcing COVID-19 restrictions, like mask mandates and business closures. The day was a clear escalation for Didulo and her crew, but by the end of it, one of her followers had been charged with two counts of assaulting police, and a second was facing charges of mischief and resisting arrest. But those charges don't mean anything because they came from the, the fake puppet government of Canada and not the real government of Canada, which is being run out of this woman's RV. Yes. Don't worry. My pardon is coming post haste. Yes. Stay, stay by the phone, officer. We're going to write a strongly worded letter to the local prison system, letting them know that this is all a misunderstanding. Officer, you're going to be in so much trouble when you find out. It, look, we get it. We all make mistakes. You will be executed for this. Just letting you know. But you're under arrest. No, you. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, their reporting continues documenting the doomed mission. Early Saturday afternoon, Dedulo's convoy and other believers, many of them live streaming, they live streamed their crimes, gathered <laughs> near the Peterborough Police Department. Chattering excitedly amongst themselves, they marched down to the police station and readied themselves to arrest some cops. <laughs> <laughs> Upon walking up to the entrance, however, the group encountered a problem that not even their queen could solve for them. A locked door. Oh, jeez. The group knocked on the door and yelled demands for police to come out and be arrested through a megaphone. When that didn't work, they called 911, once again asking the officers to please come out and be arrested. But the police seemed happy to ignore the group. Quote, Unfortunately, because the police knew we were coming today, they've locked all the doors, one follower said on a live stream. At some point in time, they're going to have to leave. So when that time comes, we're going to make a citizen's arrest on the individual. After a few hours, members of the group, obviously getting bored, decided to wander the property looking for other ways to get their hands on some cops to arrest. When they moved to a restricted area of the police station where the vehicles were stored, they finally got their encounter with the police. Yeah, so in a press release, the Petersboro Police Service wrote that officers arriving for their shift were blocked by protesters who also tried to gain access to a secured entrance of the police station. Video from the event shows curtain confronting an off-duty officer in a vehicle and telling him, we're placing you under arrest before immediately being arrested by police officers himself. Oh! <laughs> one member of her staff sat on the ground screaming after being grabbed by a police officer. Another one of Dedulo's followers then tackled the officers in a failed attempt to protect his friend. He was also arrested, much to the confusion of the group. Stand down, police! You're under arrest! Jesus. Yelled one, at, one man at the cops, arresting his friend in front of him. When the arrest started Saturday, Dedulo and her closest followers fled for the safety of her RV. And in royal tradition, the queen attempted to distance herself from the event she promoted and threw her followers under the bus. Metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a live stream from the RV with hundreds of viewers, she said she'd only come to watch. A gentle reminder that Her Royal Majesty Queen Romana Dedulo, Commander-in-Chief and Queen of the Kingdom of Canada, was in Petersboro, Ontario yesterday as an observer, not participant, she wrote Sunday. Absolved of all wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. But in live streams following the weekend's protests, Dedulo indicated that the only reason their citizens' arrests failed was that they didn't follow her exact instructions. It's, you idiot. You didn't do exactly what I said. Uh, also that they needed more followers to actually show up. That's probably key. Uh-huh. Uh, now, we're not really sure she's going to be able to mobilize more people, especially after the last few decrees have resulted in arrests and potential evictions or being frozen to death. But despite all of that, not much has changed for their big plans. And they're not going to let a few arrests stop them from their goal, which seems to still just be related to vaccine mandates. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
are there much in the way of vaccine mandates? It kind of feels like the trucker protests where they're like, we don't know what we're protesting anymore, but we're all together and we're going to do something. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that these goals will change once the mandates are lifted completely in Canada. Then they'll obviously turn their attention to something else. And this group of mentally unstable Canadians will stay busy until something terrible yet completely avoidable happens. But um, let's stop putting our nose in Canada's business and bring things back here to the good old USA. Yeehaw! Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on. And the news is constantly being updated as all of this plays out. But, so things might be different by the time you watch, as always. But we will attempt to bring you up to speed as to what has gone on in the days since we last spoke about the FBI raid on Donald Trump's home in Palm Beach, Florida. So as tensions were running high and Trump loyalists were reaching January 6th levels of rage, a man named Dick Shitter attempted to break into an FBI building in Ohio and then then was killed after exchanging gunfire with police. Not sure what he thought was going to happen. Well, he thought his nail gun would be able to break through the bulletproof glass and then he'd be smooth sailing, but that didn't work. Once that, uh, yeah, once he successfully gained entry to the FBI office, clearly there was a very well thought out plan yeah. as to what ha- what would happen next. He, he was going to arrest all the <laughs> You are under arrest. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, I guess, just the first of multiple examples of the threat of domestic terrorism that is currently brewing in this country. And uh, it's apparently gotten so bad over the past week that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security have had to issue statements regarding the threat of armed rebellion and talks of a civil war. And the timing of that little CPAC stunt, we're like, ladies and gentlemen, we are all domestic terrorists. Woo! Could not have been uh, better, I guess. Uh, Let's just play it again. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all domestic terrorists. There you go. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then what happened? Anyway, here's some excerpts of the bulletin that was obtained by CBS News over the weekend. The FBI and DHS have observed an increase in threats to federal law enforcement and, to a lesser extent, other law enforcement and government officials following the FBI's recent execution of a search warrant in Palm Beach, Florida. These threats are occurring primarily online and across multiple platforms, including social media sites, web forums, video sharing platforms, and image boards. The FBI and DHS would like to ensure that law enforcement, court, and government personnel are aware of the range of threats in criminal and violent incidents. According to the bulletin, the FBI and DHS have observed an increase in violent threats posted on social media against federal officials and facilities, including a threat to place a so-called dirty bomb in front of FBI headquarters and issuing general calls for civil war and armed rebellion. And that includes threats that are specific in identifying proposed targets, tactics, or weaponry, according to the memo. So, sounds bad. Yeah. Isn't a dirty bomb nuclear? It's been so long since I heard that term. That's a throwback. Well, the codes are out, so, you know, anything's possible. Yeah. Meanwhile, things have been erratic in the Trump camp, where there's some kind of new admission, excuse, or attempt to rationalize the whole situation multiple times per day. Um, We went from the FBI, you know, unlawfully raiding Trump's home to, well, you know, everybody takes documents, even Barack Hussein Obama, Mm -hmm. to the documents were actually declassified, but it was all up here. Yes. uh, To... Actually, the FBI planted the documents, aha, (laughs) to uh, a very odd demand that seemed to refute all the previous statements. Um, On his own social media platform, Truth Social, Trump officially demanded the return of the documents by order of his post. By copy of this truth, I respectfully request that these documents be immediately returned to the location from which they were taken. Thank you. (laughs) 
Abracadabra. <laughs> By order of this truth. Wow. Uh, and if you rearrange the letters of Donald Trump, it, it comes out to uh, Queen Romana Dula. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. So as an odd side quest to all of this, uh, presumed Russian asset Rand Paul decided to nip this all in the bud by just straight up calling for a repeal of the <laughs> Espionage Act. Do we really need that? Well, I could fix this. Uh, he said, the Espionage Act was abused from the beginning to jail dissenters of World War I. It is long past time to repeal this egregious affront to the First Amendment. And I guess there's probably a sliver of truth to that. Yeah. Um, it has been abu like abused to punish dissenters over the years. He's not completely wrong. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely... A bit suspicious, though, that he's calling for its repeal right now. Specifically right now. Only after Trump is being investigated for stealing classified and sensitive documents that could put our country and its allies in danger. It's interesting timing, Mr. Paul. I do love, too, that, like, the general vibe also seems to be like, oh, well, I thought all the leftists and liberals hated law enforcement. And it's like, we're protesting, like, the indiscriminate murder of... Uh, unarmed civilians. Yeah, I think, not not that you would be wouldn't be punished for your actual crimes. Yeah, I think all but the most uh, extreme leftists <laughs> would agree that there are uh, laws that should be enforced uh, in some way or another. Uh, the the defund <laughs> the police and police reform and the protest was more specifically about police shooting unarmed uh, people. Yeah, and also like you know taking half of every American city's budget while actual social programs that uh, would yes. probably have a greater effect on the root causes of crime uh, are just left to uh, die on the yes. line. Yeah, like there's a small protest in a in a a small town somewhere in the Midwest and a fucking tank rolls up. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mar-a-Lago, like four FBI guys just walk in and like, hey, do you have these documents? Uh, oh, right there? Cool, uh, thank actually, you. Actually, though, that tank was a gift from the U.S. military, <laughs> so that makes it totally fine. They didn't spend yeah. any money on it. I do love the bad faith argument, though, about, about that, though. Yeah. Oh, well, look who loves law enforcement now. No nuance. Mm -hmm. There's no nuance left. <laughs> We're all out of nuance. But anyways, let's move on from that Odd little tidbit. Yeah, so people in Trump's uh, orbit are starting to feel a bit of pressure. Mm -hmm. As it was announced on Monday this week that uh, good old Rudy Giuliani has been named as a target in a criminal election interference case in Georgia. Oh, God, he's got to be sweating buckets. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be able to run a car off of that sweat. Yeah, he's sweating out that, that black goo from the X-Files movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so from the New York Times. The legal pressures on Donald J. Trump and his closest allies intensified further on Monday as prosecutors informed his former personal attorney, Rudolph W. Giuliani, that Mr. Giuliani was a target in a wide-ranging criminal investigation into election interference in Georgia. The notification came on the same day that a federal judge rejected efforts by another key Trump ally, Senator Lindsey Graham, to avoid giving testimony before the special grand jury hearing evidence in the case in Atlanta. Mr. Giuliani is scheduled to appear before the special grand jury on Wednesday at a downtown Atlanta courthouse. His lawyer, Robert Costello, said in the interview that Mr. Giuliani would probably invoke attorney-client privilege if asked questions about his dealings with Mr. Trump. If these people think he's going to talk about conversations between him and President Trump, they're delusional, Mr. Costello said. Well, we'll see how that works out for him. But hey, while he's in town, he can stop back at uh, Four Seasons uh, Lawn and Garden or whatever. That was in Pennsylvania. Oh, wait, shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep track of all of the places where they tried He'll to go, he's uh, gonna go to stop the, this election. He's going to go to the Ritz-Carlton Factory. Yeah. Something like that. Anyways, over in Florida, 
Oh, Florida. The teacher shortage brought on by hmm, low pay, no respect from parents or probably students, decreased budgets overall, and the ever-looming threat of school shootings or accusations of racism for just teaching American history. And the grooming accusations yes. for uh, just, like, existing as a, uh, you know, non-hetero cis-normative person. Yeah, that yeah. is, all of that <laughs> is causing the state to lower their standards for educators. Governor Ron DeSantis, who is number two in the polls behind Donald Trump for a presumptive 2024 run, is now calling on military veterans to get behind that desk at Florida's public schools. Here we go. No college degree necessary. Yeah. School of hard knocks is just fine. School, it's not really about learning. It's its more of a daycare. It's prison for kids. Yes. And uh, who knows how to do that better than the people who ran our prisons over on black sites in the Middle East. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, I mean, schools will definitely be safer now because these vets already have combat and weapons training. And they definitely don't have any underlying mental health issues at all. Hey, you too. You that keep talking, I want you to stand on this box over here, hold your arms out, and we're going to cover you with a sheet. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to make you all get naked, not gay, not weird, and you're going to stand in a human pyramid. And uh, if any one of you falls, we're going to shock you with electric shocks. Whichever That's one what of they you, fucking did. Whichever one of you can handle a car battery to the gonads the longest yeah. wins the argument. Yeah. Anyways, the military background, it also makes it easier for the state to just dictate what should and shouldn't be taught in schools. I mean, this is a win for Ron DeSantis. Yeah. But it's a win that you should be very scared about um, because the, the need for all of these veterans to come into the classroom is because Florida is facing a very obvious, massive teacher shortage. And yeah. school just started. So things are fine. Here's local NBC outlet WESH with more. As students go back into the classroom, there are thousands of positions open across the state, according to the Florida Education Association. When we checked a little over a week ago, we had over 8,000 teacher vacancies and nearly 6,000 vacancies among our support staff, said Andrew Spar, president of the Florida Education Association. Now, the state is calling on military veterans to step into the classroom and serve another way, even if they don't have a college degree. If you served in the military for at least four years or were honorably discharged, have taken 60 college credits and passed a subject area exam, we want you to be able to teach Florida students, Governor Ron DeSantis said. So not no college. Yeah, you know, some. Some college is fine. Mm -hmm. uh, DeSantis says those veterans who qualify will be able to teach for five years with a temporary certification while they work toward their degree. That's ah, on the job training. Look, at least uh, it's jobs for the vet. Yeah. It's not exactly what I had imagined and probably not the best for the actual real education of students. But, uh, you know, this is this is just one step further than putting the coach from gym class as a history teacher, yeah. which is That's literally fun. what fucking happened at my school. Yeah, happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, last part of it. Our veterans have a wealth of knowledge they can bring to bear in the classroom, DeSantis said. I mean, okay. So yeah, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. This is just America is an experiment. Hey, well, you know what? Let's, let's try. This... Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, I weep. I weep for my home state. Oh God. All right. Um. Now, look. We're gonna move away from politics. Are you excited? Move I, away from politics. Is and... this a gaming segment? <laughs> I missed the gaming show. Oh, you want to see some gaming? Here's a game about a squirrel with a handgun. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. 
anyways, let's move away from politics and just humans in general. Uh, instead, let's round out today's episode with a few stories involving animals. Aww. What could go wrong? Well, our first story has all the makings of a future horror movie because, as Elliot noted on Twitter... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Violent J of Insane Clown Posse hasn't seen Nope yet. Excuse me, Mr. Violent J. Have you seen Nope? <laughs> he hasn't seen it because he is very interested in hanging out with someone's pet primate. <laughs> in a message posted to ICP's official verified Twitter account, Violent J said the following. I thought they were going to say he was like fucking dying or something. I was like, oh, it looks pretty serious. Yeah. It's Official like, statement. Yeah. When you see something like that, it's like, oh, God. Oh, this is yeah. bad news. And it is bad news, but not the kind that it's, you expect. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you read as Violent J. Yeah. Here's what he said. Sup, ninjas. Yo, I've been studying primates lately. I'm talking chimps, gorillas, spider monkeys, orangutans, etc. They're all so awesome in my book. So if you happen to own or work with one or more of these dope creatures, or if you know someone who does, then please leave me a message because Ninja, I'd like to be your friend. Not because you're a great guy or anything like that either. Nope. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> Truth is, I'd only like to be your friend because you've got access to a fresh monkey. Now, before you go calling me a user, face the facts. The only reason you'd even let me meet that damn monkey is because I rap fresh. It's that simple. Shit. We should both be glad your monkey can't rap, because if it could, we'd both be assed out of this equation. So leave me your info, monkey nuts, and I'll bring the bananas. <laughs> Jay, no! <laughs> no! This is going to turn out horrible. Horrible. It's a good thing he wears all that makeup, because if his face gets torn off, it won't be as horrifying. But this is the problem when you take Violent Jay off the touring circuit. You get stir crazy, you want to start playing with primates. Yeah, this man is, he's at its, his safest when... He has, he's on a scheduled regiment of rapping and squirting a hundred two-liter bottles of Fago into a crowd of fans. But he, get, but he has like, I think they stopped touring because he has health problems, though, right. right? So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. Although I think they're, I think they're currently on their their big global farewell tour. Well, we have to go if they come to LA. They are good. I haven't. I need to check. One last. I, ride. I don't think it's happened yet. Do you think he's trying to harvest a fresh heart out of this monkey? Oh, interesting. Uh huh. Been doing a little bit of reading about some science and uh, yeah, I got a bunch of science books from the 1800s. How hard could it be? I got this new substance, Organ X. So you <laughs> you inject it into a monkey after it's dead, and the heart stays alive, and you can transplant it. And that's how Violent J invented zombies. Yeah, and ended the war. first they came for pigs, and we said <laughs> yeah. nothing. Anyways, yeah, we'll be sure to keep you updated on Violent J's quest to pet your monkey. But moving on from animals that humans should be more afraid of, and over to animals that we are already very afraid of. Yeah. The feral hawk. Turns out the answer to all of our problems was right there all along. You don't need an assault rifle 15 to take out 30 to 50 feral hogs that are coming to kill your children. All you need is a good old-fashioned Australian crocodile. Yeah, don't bring a don't bring a, a pig to a crocodile fight. Yeah, and here's even better news. Not only do these crocodiles love killing and devouring feral hogs, the hogs are also bringing these crocs back from the verge of extinction. It's a win, win, win. Yeah. Here's the New York Times with more. It is a scene that has played out countless times across swamps and wetlands of northern Australia. A family of feral pigs goes down to the water's edge to drink. Just when the pigs are at their most vulnerable, a member of the world's largest crocodile species erupts from its camouflage in the water, sending piglets flying in a ferocious display of teeth and power. Even an adult pig, which can weigh up to 150 pounds, doesn't stand a chance. 
Quote, crocodiles eat whatever's easiest, and feral pigs are the perfect size, said Mariana Campbell, a researcher at Charles Darwin University in Australia who studies saltwater crocodiles in the country's north. They're pretty lazy hunters. If you're a crocodile, what is easiest? You stay near the bank and wait a few hours for a pig, or you go and hunt for a shark, an animal that can swim five times faster than you? Eh, I don't think so. Frank Mazzotti, a crocodile and alligator expert from the University of Florida, agreed. A pig coming down to the water's edge is like ringing the dinner bell, he said. <laughs> The story of the saltwater crocodile and the dietary change that drove its recovery began in 1971 when the Northern Territory government banned crocodile hunting. Towards the end of World War II, there had been around 100,000 saltwater crocodiles. By 1971, there were barely 3,000, and the species was in danger of extinction. In the decade after the hunting ban, a culling program significantly reduced the numbers of wild buffalo, another invasive species. This, in turn, expanded the ecological niche available to feral pigs. Smaller and more shy than buffaloes, the pigs were much more difficult to cull, and their population grew rapidly. In greater numbers and with a broader range, they became a ready food source for crocodiles. There are now an estimated 100,000 wild saltwater crocodiles in the Northern Territory. And Dr. Campbell said, if it wasn't for the availability of feral pigs in the environment, the population wouldn't have recovered to the same level that they have. So they went from 100,000 to 3,000 back to 100,000. 100, yeah, I mean, America is obviously the greatest experiment, but floor, uh, or, uh, Australia as a, a continent it has been an experiment. Yes. Uh, a, a very reckless one. But, but uh, this should send a clear message to those who live in a shred of rural part of the country. If you've got a tree in your backyard and you're worried about feral hogs, why all you need is an Australian crocodile. Just dig a pond. doesn't even have to be deep. Just deep enough for this thing to hide below the surface. Just go outside and pour some Morton salt in it every day. Yeah. Keep that baby all salted up. And you have your feral hog killing machine right there. Yeah. It's but easy. then what if the crocs get out of control and then you got 30 to 50 feral crocs in your backyard within three to five minutes? Of your we'll worry about that when play. we get to it. Okay. No. Let's let the crocs do their thing first. All right. Uh, anyways, thank you for your service, feral hogs. You actually did something good. Yeah. But now let's talk about bears tripping balls off of that mad honey. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, so apparently there is honey out there that has some pretty intense hallucinogenic effects. and Bears love honey. So it stands to reason that every once in a while, bears are going to get into some of this mad honey and start tripping balls. And that's exactly what appears to have happened over in Turkey recently, where a bear cub was rescued after getting a little too lost in the sauce. Here's the Guardian with more. Footage showed the female bear wobbling and whining as she sat belly up in the back of a pickup truck after people rescued the visibly debilitated animal from the forest. Mad honey, or deli ball in Turkish, is produced in small quantities by beekeepers in the Kasyar Mountains above the Black Sea, and the only place in the world other than the foothills of the Himalayas where indigenous species of rhododendrons produce a potent neurotoxin called grayanotoxin. If bees feed on enough rhododendron nectar, the mud-red honey they produce has a sharp scent and bitter taste, and for mammal consumers, a potential high. Mm. A small spoonful eaten on its own or taken with hot water or boiled milk is enough to induce a mildly hallucinogenic or euphoric state. I want to uh, try this fucking that's honey. A, that's the first I thing I thought I didn't even know of. about this. Yeah, like, I'm not going to eat a whole fucking thing of it like this bear did, but... Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> I'll be microdosing this honey all the time. I'm not feeling it. Uh, maybe I'll take even more of this honey. No, Mr. Bear, wait. Yeah. Wait, don't do it. I don't know. Oh. I think this honey's pretty weak. Get some more. Let me put my giant paw in a big old jar. I'm not feeling it. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, so the article continues. 
Too much, however, can reduce blood pressure to potentially dangerous oh. levels and induce nausea, fainting, seizures, arrhythmia, and in rare cases, death. That's not good. Uh, dozens of people a year are admitted to hospital in Turkey for mad honey poisoning. Well, the afflicted bear was brought to a vet where she was treated. Officials said the animal was in good condition and would probably be released into the wild in the coming days. Turkey's agriculture ministry used Twitter to urge citizens to come up with a name for the bear. So, obviously, uh, Barry McBearface is going to be the winner in their poll, but I think that all of you could come up with a better name for this yeah. bear. So, please, leave your suggestions in the comments below. Um, we look forward to uh, seeing the names and maybe picking one and uh, inundating their website with a request. Timothy Barry. Like Timothy Leary, but with the B instead of the L. That's mm -hmm. my vote. It has to have something to do with it tripping balls. Well, Timothy Leary was... Uh... The big LSD guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that's it for today's episode. If you want to watch more, please. Well, you already know what it's all about. Watch our most recent episodes of Weekly Weird News and Tech News yeah. Day. If you missed it already, I don't know what to tell you. You've been living under a rock anyway, so maybe it is new to you. you got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, it's all make, right there. make sure you're subscribed, leave a comment, leave a like, and we'll see you all very soon for some tech news. Bye. Bye.